talking over the track like Puff. Yeah, yeah. Wants and needs. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's actually hard. Like we taking you to school at the same time We just taking you to cool We just breaking you in smooth Letting you know how we groove, how we do And how these real black men move Hey, tell the story of the goodness of that grits and glory Any other podcast step up, it's gonna be gory Y'all don't have none before me And none after We give you what you want and what you need Next chapter, chapter 22, like Emmett Smith, straight running through, hey. 22, episode 22, hey. Episode 22, episode 22. Let's just make it do what it do. Make it do what it do. do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grown man now, but when I was a young boy, my father sat me down and said, son, I'm going to tell you like my father told me, as long as you got some grits, you'll never be hungry. This is the Grits and Glory podcast, episode 22, prepare to be fed. We're going to give you what you want, we're going to give you what you need. Please believe. I think that's what we got to title this, what you want and what you need. Hey, once in need, feel. Once in need. So, I want to introduce my, my 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 co-hosts that are always with me, having us sounding strong. First and foremost, Poppy the Troll King, Poppy, Big Poppy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm comfortable saying. That. Well, you know, you comfortable Poppy, with something. Poppy the Troll King. You know, <clears throat> uh, SB Sean B SBZ. How are you today, sir? Feeling good, man. Feeling great. Yeah, how are well. you? All right, and the wise oak, <laughs> wise the righteousness, oak. 
the thinker thinker. The Ghanaian Super Saiyan. <laughs> EA is in the building. Let's get a let's get a round of applause for EA. Yeah, let's man. just clap clap it up for EA yeah, one time what's like going that. On, folks, what's going on? I don't know, maybe not. Producer Matt just had a fit. I'll just clap like that. So Quit and we have, have producer, we have producer Matt here having us sound very sharp in your headphones today. So he's a professional. This is this is the number one black culture podcast. This is a freestyle podcast. So we are actually we've actually been debating about what topics we wanted to discuss today. And so hmm. we're just going to kind of freestyle this through for episode 22. Um, we've been talking about fuel for a while and I'm feeling like we can do an entire series on fuel. Um, so if you haven't listened to episode 21, please go back to 21 and get the de- get the details on the fuel. You got to find time. Go get that. Go get, get the that, grits. Get that fuel. Come back and give us. Let us know what topics. You know how how deep you like us to dive in the fuel. But um, wise oak. <laughs> what's 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 been on your mind? We'll get to we'll get to that. But what's been on your mind? Okay. No, well, this is something I just thought about. No, I figure you know we're on the show. Let me let me bring it to y'all's attention. So, do you think? You know, y'all know I'm very involved in the crypto crypto world and blockchain world. This new technology that's uh, taking the world by storm. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing I've noticed when you, if you go to a like a blockchain webpage of a particular company or uh, some sort of cryptocurrency or something, it's definitely not a, a lot of. And real briefly, EA for the for our listeners who are not familiar with what cryptocurrency is, he's talking about like Bitcoin. Correct. If you've heard of Bitcoin right. a year or two, the big that's what that's a form of cryptocurrency. Digital it's money. Just, digital yeah. money is its own its own market. Go ahead, yeah. So, so I mean that's kind of pretty much my point right there. So it's it's like te- it's all in the this new wave technology, new 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 technology, kind of like on the internet in nineties, early nineties, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that there's not really a lot of. Uh, African American uh, representation in that in that arena, uh, except when when the market was booming and everybody was trying to like make money like quick, you know. And I just wondered to myself, like I'm thinking outside of just technology, it, do and it is more I guess kind of general, but like, do we feel like maybe African Americans we kind of stay in a particular lane? You know, and we're we're not ex- like it's only re- recently that you start to see like you know on Facebook you see like black nerds or black like African Americans who like comics and, and, and all these types of new web pages. But in general, do we kind of stay in like a box of? So I don't is, know. and so is it like taboo to watch? Or to be black and know about cryptocurrency or something. Well, it's not even just cryptocurrency; just anything that's, I mean, anything that's outside of, I guess, what is supposed to be like, quote unquote, our norm, right? Um, like, what episode why can, was that? Like, why yeah, can't? Yeah, I was gonna say black, we, just, we the touched black on culture it. episode. Like, what is yeah. our norm? Like, <laughs> and here's the other thing, EA, real quickly, because yeah. we talked about this earlier. Stop. You're making me uncomfortable when you say African American. He oh, wants okay. to be. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a habit. But you know what? He's conditioned, bro. He's an African African American. He's a double African. He's a double African. So he can so, okay, refer to I, us. He can refer to us because he's a, is in because he's an insider and outsider 
at the same time. He's so just, black folks. You should see how joyful the troll king is right black now. Folks. This is his bread and butter. He loves this. According to African African American. He's the double African. He loves this. African American. I think that folks. was Black Culture Club episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. But like to expand outside of what is our norm, you know, so you know, comic books. You know, like when you see a, a black person reading comic books, it's like, oh, this is black folks read comic books. I'm into those. You know? So mm-hmm. so am I. So so was I. You know, I collected so, you know, comic books, baseball cards, and all that stuff. I'm into baseball you know. cards. A lot of black folks like comic books. I think, and I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're yet, good. But I think it's a, um, I think it's a disc. It's a perception thing. I think mm-hmm. it's a disconnect between what the main, what the media and and just overall society thinks black people are supposed to be in comparison to how black people are actually are. Right. Yeah, like the movie Minister Society. That's how black people were in that's 1993. To white folks, to Matt and his family, yeah. that was Kane was like Ron. That was before <laughs> Matt, that was before Matt's time. That, Matt doesn't even. You, Dang, Matt, do you have any idea what what Minister Society? Step is? in here. I have no comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment on this entire discussion. He has no idea. What Menace Matt Society is. Watch yes, that. I do. Yeah, he knows. Why he just I doesn't want to do that. Why would I not know Menace to Society? All right, give let's give like him Boys in the Hood. Credit, do man. Boys in the Hood. Yes, You've seen Menace to Society. Hood. It's been forever, but Ron yes. is Ron is like Ricky. But like on VH1. You saw it on VH1. <laughs> no. The cassette. On TBS. Juice. Time. Have you seen Juice? I have not seen Juice. Whoa. Man, we are. Listen. Nice. We are OGs. No, I love it. We're love like it. double OGs right now. It makes me excited. <laughs> We're gonna watch Juice. You know these like the average. You know, you know tonight before I you the know. average the average listener that's what in their mid twenties they were like <coughs> five when these movies came out. Yeah, if they were even born. yeah two three four five. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know so I was throwback classics. I, I watched knows. the black exploitation movies too. So you know, I mean, I like, did. I did. Come on, man. Those. That was I in the seventies. There was a few years I got before some of me. Those in. You know, but going back to going back to EA's no, do, point, do the knowledge. Going back to <laughs> going back to to what the wise oak is saying. No, I, I think you know, like when I think about it, most 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 guys I knew growing up, if they didn't necessarily read comic books, they had some concept of comics right. and comic book characters. All the rappers reference and use a ton of comic book characters yeah. back in the day. You know, all the Wu-Tang was associated with different comic book characters. Like Marvel, these Marvel movies wouldn't be as big as they are but, if there weren't if people weren't into so I think it's just a, a misconception because on in movies and TVs you have your minister societies and your boys in the hoods and your, you know, uh you know, th- those type of representation New Jack City New Jack City's your powers yeah. um that type of representation your snowfall you know that type of representation you lost me with snowfall so so that's on that's on TV some but um new or stuff. TNT or that's something some like new that stuff. but okay. um so do you think that maybe like stuff like that comic books uh reading science fiction novels and stuff like that like I think it's something we do but no we don't do. talk about exactly that's what I want to say we keep it in but why do we keep it in <laughs> I, because see, the, I we have better things to talk about see, I, I don't think we, unless we bring it up I don't think we keep it in we just, it's just not publicized because well, it's like everybody you mm-hmm. are everyone knows the everyone knows the person in their family that's into tech stuff or coding everyone knows the person in, in their family that's into is into like 
plumbing, fixing cars. Well, everybody that, yeah. knows the person well, in texting their family and coding. Are you in, saying in the plumbing or carpentry? There's always somebody like when I, I, I when I when I say coding, I meant tech stuff, not tech things. Oh, okay. Tech okay. things and coding, like computer so there, based. Yes, there's always somebody IT. that. Yep, there's always somebody that had that you know in your family or in the hood that has this or that. There's always one person that's in the comic books. There's always one person that's in the animals. There's all, it's the same as but, every other. But why? But, but this, is what, this is what I can. This is what I push back on that with. I, I agree to a, uh, a extent, but then Ed, I was going to comment on your initial question and say that I think the reason that you know black people, or mm-hmm. if we're talking about black people or African African Americans. Or anybody that ties to the African diaspora in America (laughs) are often... I I believe you covered all the bases. Thank you. Are often disconnected from the information that it takes to even be aware of crypto at this point. And and there's a lack of Wi-Fi in where where we live. Um, Ron, when you said that, uh, you know, coding, that kind of raised an eyebrow. I'm like, I don't know many... Folks in my family are into coding. Is that a new millennial thing? Because to be into like IT I, and coding, I personally going to say, you know, what I mean, back growing growing up, nobody, I don't, I didn't know anybody who did black, IT, or coding? did IT or coding. Yeah, because I'm like, where All are right, you living? So at? I, I said coding to modernize it. Right, oh, I get that's, it. Because that's, I, I still don't think there's a big uh, portion we, of people who are doing. We that. Grew, okay, but this is what I'm saying. When we grew up, when we grew up. There were a hand. There were a handful of people with computers in their home. Correct. I agree. I didn't really right. know anybody. I agree. with right. a computer. So, okay, but I, I. That's what I'm saying. I always knew. I had one, to go to the library. I always knew one person. You always knew that one person that had a computer. Right. Or the one person that had a laser disc or a player. Nintendo. Right. Or yeah. Or they had to. They had the TurboGrafx 16 when that came out. They had a yeah. Dreamcast. When There's going to be one out. person. There. There's always one person that's on. That's on the cutting edge. So when I said techie stuff, that's for our generation. For the future generation, for for the younger generation, when I say coding, yeah. I mean people that are building websites mm-hmm. or build, you know, building apps and things of that nature. I'm sure everyone has a friend now that's in the younger generation that does those things. Right. So what I'm saying I'm is sure. you have a techie type. I'm saying there are niches. These are all type of niches that are not niches, niches, whatever. Niche. Niche that are not usually associated with black people. Right. But there are but we all know if we think if we search our database of friends and family, we all know somebody black that fits one of those niches right. that you don't believe black people fit. Right. And what I'm saying is it's because it's not publicized. And again, you know, we yeah. talked about this in the other pod. You know, we have such a huge impact on the culture but we are still only 12, 13% of the actual population of America, which is not that much. So what I'm saying is I think if we took, if you, and I have, this is just opinion, but I I say if you look at it, a demographic or a category or so something that's not normally associated with with black folks and we looked at it proportionately percentage-wise to white America, I think it would be almost the same. You think so? I think... This is what I think. I think that um, I don't know. <laughs> I forget what I was gonna say. No, but no, I think that we live in a different time now. Now all that stuff is cool. You I'm, know what I mean? I think it's cool to be a techie now. You're 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 different. You stand out. I think it's cool. Like um, uh, what's his name? Gary V says it's cool to be an entrepreneur now. You know what I'm saying? It's cool to be all this stuff before, but back then, um, oh, I, I couldn't say that. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay. 
Anyway, it was cool. It was cool to. It's cool to be an entrepreneur. My fault. It's cool to be an entrepreneur now, but it wasn't before. Edgy today. It wasn't before. So I think now it's. I think it would be much easier, you know, to well at least for me to point out. Well, okay, he's interested in in technology and software and coding and those things. It's more. It's more of a thing. But before, I don't think you know, and maybe this is where you. I I could be agreeing with you. I don't think anybody. Nobody really wanted to be a nerd. Now it's okay, right? Cool. cool. You don't no. think so? What is a nerd? I, I mean, know. you know what I mean. Like, you like, know, into like, comic books, into playing, rather be playing indoors, playing computer. Yeah, the stereotype. I, I know a lot. I know a lot of like perceived thugs who would be nerds just by the definition. Like, they know they like comic books. They, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't talk about it. Like, right. But why not? That's what I'm saying. That, I think like they talking about the NBA or something different at that but, point. Well, I mean, why yeah. couldn't they talk about? The I think they books? should. Well, if unless they whether they're talking about comic books or cryptocurrency, I think that bringing it back, they people should be talking about cryptocurrency right now. So to your point, the the same way we could have been talking about comic books, which mm-hmm. we weren't for whatever reason. Now I think we should be talking about cryptocurrency because well, that's the way. Well, this is what I'm saying. For me personally, the people that have. I've heard the most about cryptocurrency from have been black people. Hmm. So there is there is Dr. Boyce Watkins that I follow on, on Facebook <clears throat> and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Is he uh he has the Black Business School. Um man, I'm giving him free plugs. Uh mm. he but this is good stuff from my people, but like I mean it's for anybody, but he basically breaks down entrepreneur he has a you know, online courses for entrepreneurship and for your kids but he does daily daily video video uh live broadcast where he um talks about give talks about investing investment advice entrepreneurship business financial things and he has like daily contests where if you answer the right question or you reach out or hit him up at a, for a certain thing he'll actually gift you cryptocurrency so and so I, how did, he's on when you say he has daily what videos or? yeah like he goes he goes live on facebook and youtube and okay. daily you know daily and talks about talks about fine you know finances and uh so, and so <clears throat> real quick let me just make my point mm-hmm. him you know so i've heard the most about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology from him and from you ea right and from you <laughs> right. now i don't consider you a nerd. I don't consider you out of the norm of any other black man. I don't consider Dr. Boyce Watkins a nerd or out of the norm of any other black man either. So um so what what I'm saying is that you know there like I feel that black people are very diverse in their activities and what they're involved in 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 this country this like we talked about few episodes back the levels of blackness really apply to your experience with being black in america not necessarily um you know something specific that you do food that you eat or music that you listen to but we like to joke with each other and say oh, i'm gonna take your black card or you not black but we all know someone black that that may do all the same things we do in one aspect but then they do something that's totally different or something that's mm-hmm. you know that you go, I, I had no idea that you're into that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people might be surprised that you know how how much you're into salsa, EA. Very people surprised. might be surprised how much I'm into yoga, mm-hmm. and but then those are not things that are traditionally 
assigned to being black. Right. But I'm not like I'm not the only black person in my yoga class. You're not. Hmm. I, I, well, I don't. I, how do I know if you're not? But well, right. I guess. And you're not the only <laughs> black person that's in the salsa. You're not the only right. black person you saw you've seen in the salsa circles. Right. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No. I feel. I feel what you're saying. I. I hear what you're saying. I guess. I guess it's me just wanting to say, man, I wish I could see more, you know what I mean? Because I know we're out there. I know, I mean, there are more black folks can go out and learn a new dance. That's not, you know, something that they would have learned in the past. Try different, different experiences. A, a different experiences. I think it's right? just, you have to get out of your box. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess that's what I'm saying. Do do, do y'all feel that black folks, sometimes we, we are in, we, we I, have made ourselves in a box or, I mean, that we... The way things have been in this country, we we are in a box, and we're slowly now kind of breaking out of that. I mean, in film and and science, I mean, we've always been involved, but like now, it's like it's you you know you see black scientists, you know, young black doctors and scientists coming on the scene, and you know, like we start we're we're breaking out, or maybe just like you said, maybe we're now just getting recognized, but we've always been there. I don't know if I'm making sense. I, think, I mean, I, I guess think that's you a said, I, Well, I, in my opinion, I think you said it all when you, when you, in what you just offered. I mean, everything that you said was, I think I would agree with. Um, uh, now we're seeing more of what's out there ba- because of the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, you know, George Washington Carver, he's a scientist. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right? That's one of your, right? Right. Okay. Uh, that is back before. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, Black scientists are not new, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, I, it's my opinion that if you, black people, uh, the so-called Negro in America, <laughs> uh, there is nothing that we or they haven't done in America. Yes, right. I agree. Okay, I agree. Um, what I was pointing to before was the digital divide. Now, Ron, you do you believe you know uh, Mr. Juan Gritz? Do you believe that there is a digital divide that probably hinders um, folks from the knowledge of cryptocurrency? So when you say digital divide, yeah. I mean, can you define that, okay. digital divide? Good, like good. Techno- I, is it just absolutely. technology as a whole? Like hey, just um, in the tech? In one neighborhood of young people, to your point before, uh, Mr. Juan Gritz, one might have a computer. All right. Yeah, but I was talking Versus, about when we were growing up no, in the no, 90s. No, I'm talking about that still. The 80s, 90s. The 80s and 90s exist <laughs> right now. As far, I mean, there are more programs and there are more uh, folks who in homes uh, of the 13% of America um, who can't afford computers or Wi-Fi. So what you do is find them at the, the library. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. saying... You know, within that small percentage of uh, ident- that identify culture group in America, there's a high percentage of poverty and, um, you know, not they're not able to get the technology that they that they need for the future. I think uh, our past president Obama was working on that. I mean, the digital divide is real. So uh, the the adults that we know, uh, in the three of us, just happen to be you know, homeboys who just happen to go to college, who just happen to survive from the three different cities we've come from and just happen to be a part of the African diaspora. We know people who just happen to use cryptocurrency, you know, but I don't think that uh, you're uh, a high percentage of the 13% who are black in America 
get a chance to 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 uh, at the same time of their white and other counterparts know about what's going on just due to the fact they don't have a computer in the home. They have to go to the library. Nah, okay, I disagree. I disagree okay. with that. Just I because just, that's what I offer. Just because the 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 smartphones, a smartphone is a computer. The abundance of the abundance of phones allows you to have access to all of this information. There are phones if you can have an Instagram or a Twitter account or a Snapchat, but then you could you could learn about cryptocurrency. I'll, if you could watch yeah. if you could watch a dance video on YouTube, you can learn about cryptocurrency. Hey, we'll we'll get some I believe that you are correct there, sir, but it's just about the uh, uh the the availability of the resource. And so all I'm saying is the resource is not well represented in the community. Well, I, I so I hear you on that, but I also think specifically with cryptocurrency, it's the it's the representation of the resource. Okay. So one, I think, you know, I think EA is on the cutting edge. I I think that um, your average your average person, you know, believes that cryptocurrency was some type of fad that happened with Bitcoin a couple of years ago, a get get rich quick fad and then it'll go away and yep and kind of like rap away. yeah or, or remember and, rap and, in the and 80s. it's not to be taken seriously or <laughs> they will only take it seriously once it's legitimized once it's legitimized with the normal investment vehicles the stock exchange and, and what makes what makes ea cutting edge is because and other and most other investors and financial people is that they they are aware that this transition is going to happen and that it is going to become main you know mainstream or however you want to word it, more public, more regulated and formalized and part of, you know, the re- the ma- the regular, not the regular stock market, but just more mainstream right. and, and normal. And so, and normalized. And so those that are investing now and get in on that, when that happens, you know, they, they stand to make make a lot of money. Hey, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and they could come up. I agree. And that's... Um, and so, so the, the it's not going to be a, a lot of them. So the so the piece <laughs> is that the piece is the education. Yeah, the piece is the education. And again, when it, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, let's get into this. So it's kind of like um, have, have you have you ever heard of, of the abundance mind state versus the um oh. What's the opposite of abundant? Are you? Are we doing this? Yeah, no, I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't grasp the word right now. I just can't grasp the word right um, now. Abundance. Give us and, the concept. Um, short. Uh, it's a shortage. Scarce. No, You're looking scarce, for scarcity. Yeah, That's scarcity. It. Scarcity. scarcity. Producer Matt coming yeah. through. Clutch. <laughs> I got you. Scarcity. Abundance mind state versus a, a scarcity mind state. Okay. Mindset. So there's a study uh, that they do with kids with marshmallow. Did I talk about this? On a pod before, I don't remember. Maybe. I've talked about this. A minute ago. But we talk about it. Uh, so, so the, let's imagine. Let's imagine if how, would, how your daughter would do in the in this study. Oh, as B, as B, yes, B's daughter. Yes. All right. Okay. So you put her in the room. I already know what she'd do. What do you think she'd do? You put her. You put a child in a room. Say a t- toddler between the ages of maybe three and six. So she's a little too. She's so, eight. I know. Think yeah. about her when she was six, five. Think about her when she was five. All right. She was eight when she was five. So, yeah. um, you sit him in a room with a marshmallow on a plate, and you say, "This is this is your marshmallow, okay? This is your marshmallow." However, 
Here's the deal. If you wait 15 minutes and do not touch this mar- marshmallow, don't right. lick this marshmallow, don't bite the marshmallow, you will get a second marshmallow. And you can have two marshmallows. She would negotiate four. She would negotiate four. That's right. Right. At awesome. five. Awesome. Yeah. She'd okay. be like, uh, 15 minutes but, is not worth two marshmallows. But here's the thing. If you do not <laughs> wait the 15 minutes, yeah. You just get you, you just, just get, get one marshmallow. Get the one marshmallow. Yeah, she would say, "I need four marshmallows to wait fifteen minutes." It's a very smart girl, <laughs> and so that is that is the sign. The children who eat the marshmallow are less successful than the children who wait for the second marshmallow. The children who wait for the second marshmallow have an abundance mind state, and the children who eat that first marshmallow have a scarcity mindset. Well, I would call that instant gratification. You know, well, like instant gratification. What drives the instant gratification? Uh, dopamine. But <laughs> but wouldn't there be a greater I don't know. instant gratification if you could eat two marshmallows at once? That's deep. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, what do you think, EA? Um, yeah, if I, I, I get... Two marshmallows at once. I get good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but what I'm saying is, what drives the kid to eat that first marshmallow? The difference between the two mind states or mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. ways of what makes practicing? you go? What makes you go? I can't wait 15 minutes. I'm trying to figure that out to this day, Ron. I, I okay. mean, I don't really I'll, know. Okay. I'll yeah. Give you, that's give a good question. I help you out. I help you out. So, what makes you? What makes you not wait 15 minutes is if you're hungry. And you don't eat that much, and you see this marshmallow in front of you, and maybe you've never had a marshmallow, or maybe you're just so hungry, your stomach's growling, so you just can't wait 15 minutes. You want to eat that marshmallow, or maybe you don't believe that that second marshmallow is coming after 15 minutes. So scarcity mind state, or you being deprived uh, of whatever you perceive to be what you need. Um, a person with a scarcity mind state is always going to choose the the shorter instant gratification. Because they route. say, "Give me that. I need that. I need. I, I don't. I, I need. That. I don't believe something else is coming after this. I'm gonna need that. So I need it now. I gotta grab it. Yeah. I gotta have it. When you have an abundance mindset, mindset, you go, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat thousands of marshmallows before my life is done." Yeah. What do you, you know? what 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 uh makes those two kind of uh those two mind states where does it start and where does that socialization you know begin of those two mind states do you think and are you are you pointing this back to the i guess the the so-called negro uh population of america or no or just well, yeah. poor people <laughs> or just poor people it's the well, po- culture of poverty right what we, what we talk what we talk about what we were talking about is black folks black folks not uh, not. It doesn't seem that black folks are into into cryptocurrency mm-hmm. or things of that things yeah. of that nature. Yeah, right, right. It's technology, technology, Some, the, cutting edge yeah. finance, investment, science fiction, just, th- just things, stuff, that, yeah. things that could progress could pro- 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 could progress us. Correct. Okay. And what what I'm saying is, it's because of a scarcity mind state. I mean, not that all black people have that. But those that aren't open to that have a scarcity mind state. And you, so what you said was there are a lot of kids that don't have access to the internet 
to learn about crypto, right? Well, I the internet and other things and other and other resources, right? Right. right. So when you when you when you have a lack of resources, it you, creates a particular you, mindset, right? And you and when you get resources, you utilize them a certain way, right? What is what is the idea behind? Bless you. What is the idea behind investing? To make money. To make money. I think. Correct. Yeah. I think it's just purely capitalistic. Correct. But you don't, you're not making money to live off of, correct? It depends. Yeah, it depends. To me. If you're doing, if you're one of those folks who want to, you know, day trade and make some, make some quick money, you're trying to make money so you can use that to live off of. But most of the times, I mean, I guess a, a general, a typical investor today is, you know, you, you have your, I guess your day job or whatever, whatever it is that you do and you invest on the side, use the investment money as like as a, uh, as a second income, you know, uh, the second type of income to bring in a little bit of money. So it's residual yeah. income? In okay. a sense, right? If okay. you set it up right, if you make the right investments, you know. But I guess at the same time, there are I guess a small percentage of people who like do that, and that's like, that's what they do. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking up the definition of investment or invest to use money in order to earn more money, or to give in order to do something or make something better. A lot of time is invested in a project, right? Mm -hmm. So the outlay of money usually for income or or profit, right? Okay, so the key the key piece of the key piece of investing is that you have to have money first. Mm-hmm. So you are investing. The definition of investing is using money to make more money. more money. Right. Correct. Correct. Right. So if you're short on money, how can you how use can you invest? how can you use money to make right. money? If you need money to survive. How can you use money to make money? Right. Right. Yeah. So you have to you have to push that scarcity. You have to uh you have to move from that scarcity right. mentality. You have to move out of that scarcity mind state uh, into an abundance mind state. But sometimes it's hard to do. But you're right. Your mind is inside your body. And if your body is in a situation where it's in survival mode where everything is scarce and it has to survive. Then you you can't. You're not thinking about investing. So I think yeah, that's the culture of poverty, though. Correct. And you know, and generally, when you're the funny thing is, or not even funny, it's not funny, but the interesting thing, the curious thing is, is that instant gratification. From what I've studied and looked at, and especially within the culture of poverty, it causes you to have a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> because you want what feels good, man. You want that marshmallow. Sure. You sure, know, sure. And, and so that's kind of like the ironical part about hmm. it that to me is uh, personally asinine. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, you ain't got no money, but it makes sense. But why, why you keep on, why you keep on having kids? <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. And, but then I think that some folks I know don't uh, look at money as the determinant or the, uh, um, uh, a major aspect of their evaluation when they look at having kids. Mm. I think they have an idea that having kids or children 
uh, is is it, it it means something else, you know. I, I just think differently though, because I've always been kind of looking at uh, the scarcity versus abundance um, culture without even being conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, just an example, you know. I mean, that's 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 one thing. The culture of poverty drives more absolutely. more kids, uh, more instant gratification, less investment. And uh, a perpetual cycle. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: you're, you know, the, the you're having kids. You're having kids, and you're in survival mode, and you're in scarcity mind state. So you're going to raise your kids in survival mode, in a scarcity mind state, and in the cycle, and the yes. cycle continues. I you think know, because even like you say, having kids, it's like it's like when I only have. When I just when I when I only have when I work forty to sixty hours when I work fifty sixty hours a week I only have X amount of free time, and I only have X amount of recreational dollars, I could buy, I could buy a bottle, so I so I need birth control, or I could buy birth control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Choices. You, you listen. You choices. If I don't get this bottle, I might not need birth control. But if I don't get these movie tickets. But sometimes the, I might not need I might not need that, birth control. If I don't buy I don't pick up this tab, I might not need birth control. Do you find that there are but people if who I'm don't even have control, that 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 uh, conversation with themselves? I don't think it's a what I'm saying is I don't think it's a conscious conversation. I think it's just automatic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, I need it's that. Subconscious. Yes. It's, it's it's scarce. Yeah. It's a scarcity mind state. You brought you brought my daughter up today. She goes, uh, "Let's get home." So I so I'll have two hours of free time. <laughs> you know wow. she's eight she's already uh, uh doing the math mm-hmm. in every sense of the word mm-hmm. you know doing the math and i'm like sure it makes sense that's incredible man. that's impressive that's impressive well you you brought her up you know she would be the one to say right. i need five marshmallows for she 15 minutes marshmallows. Her, her <laughs> otherwise keep it i got other things to do she's categorized her abundance that's beautiful but so that's what, but that's because she came from abundance, correct. And so that's kind of an like, investment, correct. Nice. See, so I've already invested, and I've, um, I think one of the things that I I've used to kind of break the quote unquote mold mm-hmm. of, uh, especially coming from a place of um, instant gratification, being an American, coming from a place of capitalistic uh, culture, being an American, and growing up in an inner city poor uh is having to invest in the thought of the future in a different state of being mm-hmm. and uh i've done that consciously and then i found that sometimes i was doing it without even knowing it you know but mm-hmm. for all the money that my mother and my father didn't have they instilled cultural values and philosophies so that's sure that's trickled down to my my daughter and i know and this is why i believe it it can happen wherever you are in America, whether you have a lot, if whether you have an abundance of stuff or, you know, a scarcity of things. It's it's the mind state, to your point. I agree. But you you also had, I mean, and all credits to, to your parents and everything, but you also had some mentors, you know, you've had mm-hmm. some some powerful some mentors. mentors. And the only know? the only reason that they wanted to invest in me 
is because they saw potential. Potential and how your parent based on how your parents raised. Well, they didn't. And you know, most of my mentors that I have haven't even they they're just meeting my father. You know, so my father is getting a, an idea of just who I am as a man away from him. So it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you know this? Oh yeah, your son is this and that, and you know. So it's a different perspective he's getting, and I think it blows his mind a little bit. But they they weren't even really connected with my parents. They just saw what uh, my parents produced. Fair enough. Fair enough. But well, I, I would say this: you've had some powerful mentors. You know, you know, you've you've rubbed elbows with senators and mayors and right government but, officials at at a young age. At right? a at a pretty young age. At a pretty young age. So that also opened your mind up. To the be, possibility to be more abundant. Yeah, I thought about that though, uh, Mr. Juan. <laughs> and I thought of that. I thought of that before, but and and then I had to really give a lot of credit to to, to my family, right? Uh, because I had a lot of uncles, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been blessed. And this is what I tell my family members: I've been blessed, and we've been blessed to be a part of a network of people we call a family who we can uh, tap for. Uh, not just monetary resources, but knowledge. Knowledge and experience. Right. Excellent. And a lot of folks don't have that. I knew, I know my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather helped me on his knee. There are some men today who don't know their father. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the divide is great. Okay. But back to, to EA's point earlier, were your... Were the majority of your mentors black? Oh man, I mean, uh, I have a. I would say because my family, yeah. I mean, your family's black. I would have to ask them what they think they are. Your family's black, though, correct? (laughs) Yes, your family's. I don't know what they call themselves. Yeah, but your family's black, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I would have to say yeah. Okay, and you've also had some mentors outside of your family. They were also black. I have a diversity of mentors: white, black, male, female. And uh, yeah, but I would say the ones that I would coin mentors because yes. it would hard. It's I guess family members can be mentors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And if that's the way you you're looking at it, and I, and you want me to look at it, yeah, I have more of my family members are uh, were my mentors. Right. I would say my cousin. Uh, it was a big influence in my life. Uh, older uh, than me by five years. He's the first grandchild on my my mother's side of my family, but. I'm the oldest, so I don't have any. He was the first male that, you know, I got to learn from for real in close proximity. So, yeah, I mean, and then a lot of people don't have that. So, just like a lot of people don't have no computer, <laughs> you know, it's like what connects you? You got to connect to uh, a network, right? Correct. And if you don't have a physical network like a family coming up, you're going to be in the divide, you know, you can't connect to the network. Because you don't have a computer and you can't uh, tap into a network because you don't really have, uh, no matter who they are, mom, dad, grandma, your neighbor, uh, mentor down the street, a network, then you're going to be probably poor or uh, in a scarce situation. Okay, That's just how I think about it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, but I think those without, I think those that without a network create their own network. Many people try, I believe. Yeah. So you, you know, if you don't have kind of like we were talking about, you know, uh, one of J, you know, I think one of J Cole's 
lines, famous lines, was talking about that, you know, he didn't have a father, but he saw Uncle Phil. Yeah, that's from deep. From the Fresh Prince. That's mm-hmm. deep. As his father, right? Right. So it's just, so. Or, or, or it's the pimp down the street. Or it's the pimp down the street. Or it's the gang banging right. cousin. So it's, so it's what we're putting, so I think it's what we're putting out there that, so what I'm saying is we need more, like you said, we need more EAs. <laughs> Folks talking about crypto. Talking about crypto. That's the future. You know, and so that, you know, a, a young EA can see an older version of himself and, and realize, oh, this is something that I should be looking into, or this is something that I should be thinking about, or at least thinking about, at least thinking about. Yeah. Whereas, but when you have, when, you, when you're in a scarce, scarcity environment and everyone else around you has a scarcity mind state, you need to be exposed to someone or something with an abundance mind state to break out of to break out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hey, that makes sense. That it absolutely does. You got and you will start to find them. You know what I mean? You should, right? Like do people I think I, I was reaching kind of reaching out. What about you? Like when you wanted to get information from someone or somewhere, did you know where to go? Now I didn't know exactly where to go, but I went you kind of felt I went in the right direction. That was you building I, your network until right? I found someone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Until I found, you know, someone to be that that foundation or that building block. What fueled you? Know? you? What 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 gave you the passion? And what gave you like? How did you move in that direction? You know, for listeners who are, you know, we talk about fuel, right? Yeah. How do you? How did you find that fuel? Did you? Did you seek it actively, or did you? Did it just kind of fall in your lap? Or you just one of the type of person who just. Curious to know why something happens or something. Natural way. curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. It's, it's an, it was it was a natural it was a natural passion. Okay. It's an, it was a passion. So I mean, God gave that to you. Yes. Okay. You know, God God gave me that passion, and then I wanted to. I wanted to I wanted to grow that passion. Mm-hmm. So I sought things that I sought things that fed it, and you invested in yourself. Yes, in, but in your situation. But see, here's and here's the beauty of it. When you find something that's really your passion or your purpose, when you're investing, you don't you may not even realize you're investing. It doesn't feel like right. You're investing. You know. No, I agree. When it's it's funny when when you invest in something. Ooh, like instead instead of like a vehicle, like instead of like a stock or a cryptocurrency, when you invest in. If you tell someone, "Well, I'm I'm investing in your business," you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, all right, I'm putting some money in here to see if you make some money, that I could get some money off of this. But I don't know if I really believe. <laughs> I don't really believe in you like we'll that because if I was like fully, fully investing, I'd be showing up every day. I would be, you know, I would be. You get more present. I'd be asking you questions. I'll be asking you questions about what, how you're building the business. I'll be really diving deep into what your business was all about. That's you interesting. Know? So you be there. You yeah. Be, you be. So that's how to tell. <laughs> that's how you. I would say that's how you should. If you if you want to gauge, if you're looking for your purpose, if you're looking for, because again, we talked about this with fuel. We we have several different engines and several diff, different inputs for fuel, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're trying to uh, decide 
where you should be investing the best fuel and in, 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 in which engine you want to run the best. Um, it's the one that when you're investing, you don't feel like you're investing. Hmm. It sounds like uh sounds like parenting. When you would when you would pay <laughs> when you would when you would pay to do something that you eventually hope to get paid for. Hmm. So because I had a passion for music, I would spend I would pay to spend hours at the studio with no guarantee of a return. Yeah, of a return mm-hmm. on my investment. I may spend hours at the studio and make a song that I decide I don't want to put out. Or I just want to keep for myself. Yeah, I mean, like an artist. But I would do that. I would do that over and over again. But your passion is the art, that, right? I mean, the, the, the fuel is the art, the creativity behind what you were doing, right? I mean, is that what yes, really but where does that value is? Yeah, but where does that come from? That's I don't, that's what I was asking internally, right? Yeah, it's an yeah. internal natu- a natural. It's an internal passion. drive. It's a drive. It's the it's urgency, passion. right? The urgency of now. So it's just like <laughs> so that in a way, I don't believe. I think we talked about this a long time ago, but in a way, I don't believe in natural like natural talent. What? Like there's there is a certain amount of that. There's like. A very small amount of natural talent. Give like, me an example of I'll what you, you would think a natural talent. So here's a natural a natural talent for a basketball player would be to be six five or above. Just height requirement is a natural natural. That's, the, that's a natural talent. What if you can't shoot or do nothing? Or like if they have a person has a forty five inch vertical leap, that's a natural. Yeah, forty five inch vertical leap. That's a natural talent, but. Natural gift. Here's the thing. Who's who's the? I'm not even gonna say that. Yeah, Steph Curry uh-huh. has proven that, and Michael Jordan has proven have proven that it really boils down to the work ethic. See, if I have a natural passion for basketball, I'm gonna play basketball every day, all day, every day. And I'm naturally, if I play it all day, every day, I'm naturally going to improve. So what is that? Hard work meets talent? Right. So Equals. The, so, the, so the passion, you know, the passion creates the increase in the talent. Hmm. I don't know. but I, The I work see ethic and the passion creates the increase in the I, talent. I think definitely hard work is what makes you, like, a, like a, a specialist, like a so, exceptional. And Steph Steph Curry's an example because they straight up said when he got drafted that he didn't have a body for the NBA. But he works hard. He works hard. You can only become that great of a shooter by working hard. So do you think that there are people who were or other players who just naturally have an eye like to shoot? And they, that might not have worked as hard as, uh, or sure, or but they'll, or but, but they'll never be as good as Steph Curry. Well, I, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I mean, I guess I would have to know the the other players. I know Steph Curry works hard. I think works just hard. I just think like a natural talent to me would be, uh, and I choose baseball. But like he, if somebody who can just hit, locate, and hit the ball without ever no formal training. 
Just the guy has an eye. They have that in golf. But I, you but know, here's, <laughs> but here's here's what I have to correct with you when we go back to Steph Curry. He he doesn't just work hard. He's good. He worked harder than everyone else. Are you getting? That's saying, why you know these to be facts. Are these big facts? That's why he's better than everyone else. I just know that he had a work ethic that they highlighted on Sports Center. Okay, and I'm Correct. like, this guy works hard. But I didn't know that he outworked his Davidson college team, or he outworks the Wizards. Like, you know, I I don't know. Is that where did they say that? Like, is he the first one in the gym, last one out? Maybe not necessarily anymore. Jordan has epic stories Correct. about maybe not necessarily like, anymore, yeah. but he had he he was there. He had to have been at a period of at time, time to get yeah. this, I to can get agree this with that. good. At a certain point, he had to, and I think the, you know from some of the interviews, he would say like he would you know because he knew he was you know I mean he's six three now, but I think even when he got to college, he was like five foot ten. It was it five ten. foot and five eight five, or yeah. he was short because yeah. he's and always he been skinny. short, right? You know what I mean, and so all he all he could you know he figured well if I if I'm not you know six foot five you know I have to I have to work on something else that will make me you know um, he, something he, to watch for he could, he he could do like, much complaining Muggsy and Spud already went to the NBA before him here's, like here but here's feet. the here's the other thing he didn't become a superstar until his fourth fifth year yeah his last year at, his last, last year at Davidson that's when he no I'm ta- but I'm talking about in Golden no, State oh Golden State. He didn't become a superstar until his fourth or fifth year. So you're saying at that Golden just, State, no matter how talent talented you are and what you've gotten gotten from God, you gotta hone it. You have to hone it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And the people that are the best, that are considered the best, usually do. They Wait. outwork everyone else. Hey. They outwork everyone else. Unless you just so, like Babe Ruth. So we, you know, so <laughs> we just think drink beer and hit home runs. You know, we just think that we just think that Steph Curry. Just came up out of nowhere, just shooting this ridiculous, you know, shooting these ridiculous threes. When he was in the league for four years and nobody paid attention to him, working on his better dribbling handles, well, it, working on that quick release, working on that quick release right off the dribble, and then it all culminated his fourth year when he gets in a new system and he has the right teammates around him, and then it, and then it, and then he continues the work ethic. I mean, people pay. My understanding is he does this this dribbling and shooting warm up. An hour before the game, every right. game, and people pay. I heard about that. Just people to buy it. separate tickets just for the warm up. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting, right? That's crazy. So, and you 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 think about Michael Jordan, you know, Jordan Michael, wouldn't have allowed that. Kobe, you know, you think about, but you hear about their work ethics. You yeah. hear about Michael Jordan's work ethic. You hear about Kobe Bryant's work ethic. You hear that Floyd Mayweather, even though I don't like him as a person, will train. You don't like him you know, as a person. He will, uh, yeah, I don't like him as a person. He will, uh, he'll go do an all-nighter gamble in Vegas and then go train in the gym at three in the morning for three, four hours straight. Yeah, he's very the, self-centered. It's the work, the work ethic is what, is what equals the talent, is what, there's people that are naturally talented, mm-hmm. but you can always outwork talent. Yeah, I mean, I would add with in Steph's circumstance, you know, Dale Curry as a father growing up around basketballs, you know, and like starting when you were three takes it. You have to take that in consideration, too. Right. I mean, he started with the basketball like in his crib. Sure. Sure. And I'm sure that that gave him his passion for basketball because it was part of his identity. I'm sure that made him a consummate professional and how to handle being a professional. But having that basketball 
in the crib didn't have anything to do with his leap from being just a regular shooting guard in the NBA his first or second year to becoming the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. That was all his work ethic. Well, you know, there. Uh, have you ever read a book? Uh, I, I read this book called uh, Outliers by like a Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he uh, offered a, a philosophy that, you know, 10,000 hours of anything kind of makes you- You master. A master. Correct. Right. So that was what I was pointing to when, uh, you know, Steph- Steph's dad was an NBA player. You know, Kobe Bryant's dad was an NBA player, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. these are these are these are the 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 details that I think the three of us can mention just because we've we we know a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it helps, you know. Sure. One of my mentors was a politician because his dad was a politician, sure. you know. And 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 so the knowledge of of the craft uh, and you know elbow grease. It, it's almost inevitable, right? right? <laughs> but but the key is you can't you can't shortcut the elbow grease. Oh no, you know like you gotta get to the ten thousand. Regardless, right? Who regardless of who Steph's dad is, he still had to do the ten thousand himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and Time. so uh, and so going back to our to our original going back to the original point is that those uh. That helps. Those with the scarcity mind state yeah. have to be pointed in the either need to understand that their scarcity mind state is associated specifically with their circumstance, and once they and to move out of that circumstance, and once they get out of that circumstance to f- change that mind state, or they need to be exposed to something of abundance that they can apply their ten thousand hours to. Yeah, I think getting out of the scarcity mind state is however you do it is important, you know, because you can have abundance and still have a scarcity mind state, right? Correct. And I mean, we we see movies about that. We've we've read books about that. You know, folks of privilege who haven't developed a sense of, uh, you know, abundance versus scarcity. They, they they get things become trivial, so they waste a lot of the hours that they should be putting into whatever they're passionate about. Uh, because they've got so much abundance that it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, I'm putting into that general because that's the kind of concept that I see formulating in this mm-hmm. in this discussion. I think uh, scarcity versus abundance. Just you got to get out that mind state. How do you do it? You got maybe working out of it is what right. You're saying. Well, I think working towards I think it, it or it depends. Out of it. <laughs> I, I, so again, if you're in a position of physical abundance. Yeah, you need to you need to work out of that mind state. It's a mind state. Right. But when you're in a position of physical scarcity, mm-hmm. you have to you have to improve the physical situation. Because it's a double it's a double like Correct. barrier. Correct. You, you have, have the mind state and right. you have a mind state driven by the environment. Right. So you have to change the environment first. That makes it double hard, doesn't it? That is double hard. All right. And that's why, you know, poor people in America have it doubly hard. And that's why it gets perpetual. Right. I mean, this is if you don't have the will, like Michael Jackson said it best. And I to my example earlier, if you can't feed your baby, then don't make a baby. Don't make a baby. (laughs) I want to be starting something. Yeah. (laughs) It's harder. It's harder. This is sounding very I don't want us to come across real this is sounding real pull up, pull yourself up. No, no, I'm just saying like I'm not I don't want us to come across. It takes willpower and discipline to get out of a mind state. Mm -hmm. And it is hard. Correct. Because what I'm stating is is that that in particular, 
the culture of the poor is have more sure. baby. Sure. And maybe you just need to be exposed to the mind state and know that the mind state exists yes, right. in order yeah. for you to break out of right. it. You got to be right. conscious. So maybe, so maybe if you're looking at your life and you're wondering why do I have X amount, we need to stop using kids as an example. Why I got so many kids we can use and a different I'm struggling or, we can do or what have you. Why I smoke why, so many cigarettes. Or whatever. Why, and, do, <laughs> you know, why am I always broke or what have you. Or something you. like that. Think about, think about the marshmallow experiment. Do I have a scarcity mind state? Do I have the patience to invest? Do I have the? Here's the question. Here's a. Here's your challenge because we do. We're going to wrap up, and we do need to give you a challenge here. Here's your challenge. Think about, think about, and look at your savings. Do you have one? Do you have savings? Two, how much do you save? Are you always saving, or or something that you invest in, whether it's not investment or savings? Think about something that you've had to build up, hold up and hold back and build up for a long time. Something to lay away. Or if you don't have anything, <laughs> They still got layaway. Or if you don't have something like that, yeah. ask yourself. That's probably that's probably a, a, a indicator that you you've been working with a scarcity mind state. And start thinking about what you could do to adjust that. To an you got to get state. out of the mind state. Whatever it takes to get you from the mind state of scarcity to abundance. Right, because we abundant here at Grits and Glory. Because we are, we're yeah. going to abundantly hit you off with a lot of great content. Hit you off with the number one black culture podcast and just and all that good stuff. So we're going to hit you. We're going to try to get one more bonus freestyle in for you because we got an abundance of flows and freestyles for you. And uh, we're going to wrap up. So. Uh, SB, appreciate you, appreciate your insight, coming in strong. Man, all the time, man. You know, I, I love building with the bros. EA, the wise oak, you kicked it off for us and got that, have that investment knowledge. So hit EA up if you want to learn more about this cryptocurrency. We're going to take this all the way to the top. For sure. Uh, but before we, uh, before we hit the beat, Matt, uh, EA, you want to lead the people? Uh, okay, yeah, y'all. Everyone just continue to be the best human beings y'all can be. All right, you know what it is. Grits and Glory is the pod. We out. Peace. Uh, uh, you want scarcity, but you need abundance. Uh, what rhymes with abundance? Uh, I don't want to sound redundant. Uh, Hit you up, you gotta love it. Sweeter than some sun kiss. Hey, that's how we run it. Hey, had the peace and oneness. We at the end of the pod in episode 22. And we're coming true, coming true. True, straight, true, straight. Yeah, what you want, what you need. Hey, hey, yeah, what you want, what you need. Huh? What you want, what you need, huh? Huh? What you want, what you need, huh? Huh? You want money, you want fame, you need knowledge, boy. You need game. You wanna shine, don't wanna be lame. You need money, you need to learn some things, hey. You need a skill, you need to keep it real. You need
need to be honest, tell people how you feel You wanna be cool, you wanna front and stunt You really just need to chill out and kick a punt Every time make the time to score, all money ain't good money Don't have to laugh even if it's funny hey, Don't cover your eyes even when it's sunny You can't solve all your problems with money But money helps so make some wealth. Sure does. Look out for yourself first. You can you can't help. True. If you don't help yourself. But hey, I wanted to give you game. I needed to give you game. Yeah. Hey, hey, I wanted to give you life. I needed to give you life. Don't wanna give you no strife. Hey, hey, I wanted to give you heart. I needed to give you art. We wanna give you that spark. Hey, hey. Grits and Glory podcast coming sharper than the dark. What? Funky as a fart. What? Your breath is kind of tart. What? Then I kissed her, told her they were sweet tarts. Love. <laughs> Man. All right, we good. Matt, let's fade it. <laughs>